and welcome to the I Am A Health Visitor podcast. I'm Jenny. And I'm Amy. This week, um, we're looking at, we're looking, hearing, listening to footage that Amy recorded um, up at the CPHVA conference in Harrogate. We did. I went up, didn't I? And um, sadly, you weren't able to go this year. So we're having to do like a virtual catch up uh, to talk about everything. I feel that between Twitter and between the bits you've recorded uh-huh. that I've listened to, I've got quite a good feel. I mean, I'm I did sure. have um, one of my um, lovely team leaders, who's also a CPHBA rep, she went as well. So uh, thank you. You know who you are, sending me uh. pictures. Well, she was there sending me pictures of like, oh, look, we're in Betty's tea room now. Like, oh. <laughs> that was helpful then. It's like, and you're like... Keep, yeah. Twitter I'm in a case up to date with all the developments professionally, but um, I'm missing out on team Kate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure that really helped when you were in a case conference and you're like, oh, I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> no, well, luckily it was the day after the two case conferences, oh, but hey ho. Um, there's just, I mean, it's one of those things where it's quite interesting. We talk, I know um, several of the guys you were talking to were talking about, you know, noticing the lower numbers in attendance and things. Yeah. And I mean, I think it is that thing where I'm always like a case study to that because it is that thing where, you know, you, we are feeling that caseloads are huge. Yeah. Timings are tight and yeah. it's really tricky. Yeah, you don't want to be burdening colleagues at times. Yeah, yeah. My little miss is agreeing with us, as you can hear. Um, sorry, everybody, Definitely. for the baby sounds on the audio this week. She's um, well, playing next else, to me as we record. I was going to say, everyone else is missing out because we're recording this as we often do over FaceTime. Yeah. And so I get, I get to see Miss A as yeah. well. So likewise, if you hear any funny noises from me during this episode, it's, um, it's not Amy that I'm queuing at. It is uh, Miss A. <laughs> the little one next to me. Far more interesting than I am over FaceTime, that's for sure. So, um, what were we just saying? Yeah, so, I, I mean, I thought it was brilliant. It was really energising, really exciting, interesting, innovative, all the things that it always is, really good to network, um, you know. But I think you're right, it's it's really obvious um, that it's a really difficult time for health visiting nationally. Yes. Like we know this, yeah. you know, nobody's listening to that listening to us now is going to be surprised by that that's not a shock for anyone everybody knows that well I mean I think it's quite interesting um given her reception last year that Wendy Nicholson wasn't at a conference this year and uh, and in fact there was was no representatives from any of the the there wasn't and that Um, was I think some people definitely noticed that you know And, and that's that's a shame well, yes, I agree as well. I think what is really, um, really, really shocking is how um, the the sort of the week or so before conference, she made that presentation where she tried to claim yeah. that the drop in health visitor numbers wasn't yes yeah, artificial service. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, I I did actually. Funny enough, she didn't respond to me. I did tweet her and Matt Hancock. And yeah. I think as well, um, Jonathan Ashworth, because it was all everything was leading up to this debate about health visiting. I did tweet them a link to our um, our podcast we did last year about the health service metrics. Yeah, I saw that. That's and weird. about about how we, you know, what are we sacrificing to maintain those yeah. things? And That's it. And it is. It, I think it is something which is well worth a listen. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, it is something where. Yeah, we are all aware of how these have impacted. And yes, I know 
on the bottom line, yeah, the bottom line with KPIs and things is that it looks like things are bobbing along nicely. Yeah, but that's just not at what, at what cost. Yeah. Yeah. And it's that, there's that thing of um, ticking the box and missing the point, isn't there? Um, Definitely. You know, and I think that Definitely. Where did that quote come from? I saw that the other day. I, I feel like I've seen it on Twitter. I don't know if Dave yes. Mundy retweeted it from somewhere, and that's where I've seen Ooh. it. I'm yeah. not sure. I've seen it. I've seen it in several places anyway. I see, I've seen you respond to it. Um, and, and but like, anyway, like, I, I thought it was very, very, very succinct. Very. It says exactly what, what we all mean, doesn't it? And there was a real feeling of that at the conference. There was a real real feeling that actually um, everybody's struggling, but actually with a real energy behind it, um, which I was really kind of pleasantly or I guess pleasantly surprised by because yeah. I think everybody feels quite demoralised and it's easy when you're in your own um you know silo to kind of think actually everybody's feeling really low and like low in energy and low in morale and all of that and it really takes a a chunk out of you doesn't it but when you get away to conference and something like that it really re-energizes you it reminds you and you're in a group of other people (laughs) who are um she's concentrating very hard Um, very deep concentration on a label um you're in a group of other people who are all equally passionate about health visiting, who all know the value of what we do, who all really care, who are all there to advocate for the families that we work with every day and who are actually saying, do you know what, we're not going to lie down and take this. It's not okay that we're not prioritised. It's not okay that we're not valued. And actually we all need to come together and and actually try to really make a difference and do something about this. And I think having the Lincolnshire health visitors there... Um, as well yeah. really made a, a big a big point on that and big they did a workshop on both days which was brilliant yeah I'm really looking forward to hearing more about the Lincolnshire yeah. health visitors um, yeah. and apologies to them if I've called them Lancashire health visitors anywhere <laughs> it's, it's very it's a it's a yeah <laughs> oh, it's, it's just they're both L's I'm sure it's fine everyone yeah. knows what you mean <laughs> But I mean, I think. Um, well, I can imagine Lancashire Health is saying, "What? Sorry." Hang on, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, come on, fill me in on what I missed out. Then um, I know from previous years I've been that there's an amazing array of sort of workshops and yeah. plenary sessions and things. Yeah. So, um, what did I miss out on? Come yeah, on. Yeah. So there was loads. To be fair, and I was like one person desperately trying to whiz around as many of them as possible and try and get as much um, coverage as possible for you guys all listening. Um, but there were loads of really fantastic uh, workshop sessions and the lunchtime masterclasses were great on both days. Um, there was some really good um, stuff as usual. I know we've got a little clip of a few of the um, delegates chatting about what um, workshops they enjoyed and things like that. But I know off the top of my head and certainly for me the um, adoption the session from Brie post-adoption yes. support for parents um, was really popular and lots of people said to me that that was one of their conference highlights so um, that went down really well yeah so I know we can link to um, Brie's podcast that we did with her last year exactly yeah her story is just amazing and I'm so it's that thing I, I don't really know Brie that well but I do always feel like a proud kind of <laughs> well I think we we spoke to her last year and when she'd done that that sort of um concurrent session hadn't yes. she? and I mean we'd sort of spoken to her about how it had gone and things and I think I really like to hope that that kind of experience of, of sort of presenting 
of chatting to us of having that feedback last year really helped boost her. And I noticed when you, you hear her talking, she sounds so much more confident. Yeah. I remember when we saw her last year, she was so... Well, I think she's nervous. getting some recognition at last week yeah. and, and some kind of understanding and people are sort of starting to sit up and listen and go, actually, do you know what? Maybe we need to change our practice around this. Um, mm-hmm. And if you're listening to this thinking, oh, I didn't, I missed that um, episode or I haven't listened to that one, do go back in the archives and um, on, on, yeah. our, on our podcast feed and have a look for Bree's... Um, interview because it really is hard hitting and I, I think anyone who listens to that um will certainly be challenged in their own practice and think about things from a slightly different angle that maybe you haven't thought about so I think that's really worth listening to so yeah. that was definitely popular um and that was on the main stage this year um, but yeah. we also had um some really interesting stuff on emotional health so there was a thing on play therapy there was a concurrent session about um talking about children, talking about their feelings, adverse child ex- experiences. Um, there were some lots of really popular ones, so that's great. Um, yes, oh, actually, yes. They're really the, torn. The, the about, I was going to say, the bit about ACEs you've got coming up sounds so interesting. Yeah. And the timing of it as well, where it's actually... Brie was talking about it, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. And um, talking about how they do it at the six- to eight-week review... Yes. So it's not even like, so they've actually built up that bit of a relationship with yeah. the family first. Yeah. Hello, and I am here with the lovely Sabrina, who joined us last year. And I'm, we're just talking about what you've been doing at conference, because this year you're on the main stage. I have been, yeah. Quite where you were supposed to be, <laughs> in our view. Yeah. And um, everyone's been telling us how much they really enjoyed your talk on adoption and supporting adoptive families. And um, anyone who hasn't listened to it, please go back and listen. It's on our library, and you will find it there, and you can hear all about that. Um, so how have you been finding it? How was it presenting and how's it all been? Uh, it felt better this year. felt yeah. more confident. I'd done it last year. So yeah. main stage was daunting, but it was, yeah, I already had the presentation ready to go. So yeah. it was just updating on what I've been doing the past year, really. Yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and anything else you've enjoyed so far? So you've been to loads of sessions that I haven't managed to get oh, to. So yeah. that was really good. Uh, we popped into the Angry, Angry Angus um, session. That was really good. The book and the toolkit for schools to be using with children that struggle with their anger. I'd oh, really okay. like to get it for my son's school. Ah. And then that was followed with the ACEs. So in Wales, they're doing the um, rollout of including an ACEs questionnaire at the six-week check and then following it up. Okay, almost like a screening thing. Yeah, but they don't use it as screening, so they're not scoring them. They're just looking at what their ACEs are and then how they can support, and they have a toolkit to use to support um, that person. And, yeah, it really seems to be working because they've rolled it out even further. Great. They've got more councils signed up. That yeah, it'd be really exciting good. to see how that goes. Yeah, that's yeah. really interesting. So, have they? Did they say like whether they've got um, a particular question that they ask, or is it like down to the practitioner to say it however they want, or did they not really? So they've got a questionnaire that they adapted slightly uh-huh. um, for the specific area that they were using and the okay. practitioners that were delivering it. So it's the family health visitor that delivers it. Oh, great. Um, 
so it's a familiar face should be because they've done the antenatal and the primary birth. Okay. Um, so they, yeah, they have a questionnaire so everyone asks the same questions. Okay, so it's done after the antenatal and the new birth. Yeah. So it's once you've already kind of got built to know that, them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, built that relationship. The biggest thing that they noticed was that it kind of smashed their assumptions of parents that they thought would have a high ACE score didn't and the ones that they thought would have a low had a high. Wow. And parents were more encouraged to talk and they felt like they opened up more so. yeah oh that's really good I sometimes think it would be good to, to almost it almost flags you as a, someone that they can talk to about that stuff yeah doesn't it like yeah. if you've asked that question yeah it's almost like the routine inquiry for domestic abuse you know you've it doesn't they don't have to say yes to it but they then know oh that's somebody that's I could share that with yeah, or, exactly. yeah. so that looks really exciting it'd be good to see what that yeah. yeah, definitely. So is it? Are they publishing it, or is it a paper so that's out there already? they've just done one, haven't they? Um, that they have published, or they had some statistics in the session, mm-hmm. and the one that they're rolling out now is three thousand families, and that's ongoing or about to start. So brilliant. Be a while. Oh, that sounds really good. Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for that, because um, there's so many things going on all there at once, is. isn't yeah. there? It's like having to choose which one you want to go to, and I'm always torn between so many. Yeah. So. Um, um, that's really good to hear about one that I didn't make it to. Um, anything else that you've enjoyed or anything you're looking forward to this afternoon, tomorrow? Oh, you've only got one day tickets. Yeah, yeah, I've only got today. Um, I think it's just a really nice environment to come to. Conference. Yeah. It just feels like a lot of professionals all supporting each other. Um, I've had so much good feedback already from mine. So yeah. I just feel like it gives you a bit of confidence to carry on with what you're doing really yeah absolutely well I mean do carry on with what you're doing it's so good Um, but lovely to talk to you Brie and um, nice to see you again thanks very much bye brilliant lovely to hear that oh I feel like I I was in the room with you there listening to that um so you also were um talked to um Helen from First Steps Nutrition yep Helen Crawley. I went blank on her surname then. I, was yeah, like, I, know, yeah, I yeah. know it's a town somewhere in the home counties. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, lovely Helen. Uh, she is great, isn't she? Mm-hmm. I'd literally seen her, I think, like the week before uh-huh. at, um, <laughs> the training I went to. So uh, it, it, we, we were joking about how she's gradually being ambushed by I it. know, yeah, we're stalking her from every angle. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it was great to talk to her and just to, to see the exhibitions the exhibition hall generally yeah it wasn't without controversy I was so disappointed Mm. when I saw Helen's tweet from there about um yeah I mean I mean look I I kind of don't want to um go on and on about it and I know um I think Helen says it best so we'll we'll Mm. we'll play the uh, audio of me chatting to Helen about it um I was disappointed as well when I first walked in and saw it um I think that message has gone home quite loud and clear to be honest because there's been such a lot of um people voicing their opinions on that and I'm hoping that lots of people will have put it on their conference evaluation forms um and certainly lots of people mentioned it personally um, yeah. to the exec members so I think that they will consider that for next year certainly um, and hopefully look at trying to get um, 
alternative stalls yeah and and something that's a bit more compliant with the code um so hopefully we'll be back to that next year um but generally you know the stalls that were there were very very good um and lots of great resources so obviously we chatted to um helen from first steps about it um and her perspective and just about first steps generally which i thought was really interesting because i didn't really know anything much about them so that was very helpful Hello, it's Amy Dobson here and I am here at the second day of the CPHVA conference 2019 in Harrogate and I am really lucky to be with the lovely Helen who is from First Steps Nutrition. Hi! Good morning. Hello. And I'm very happy to see you here at conference. Really, really pleased that you managed to get along this year. Um, And for anyone who hasn't used First Steps resources, they are amazing. I'm sure you probably know about them already and if you listen to this podcast you will have heard us talk about them about 500 million times but if you haven't then get online to First Steps Nutrition Trust and check out their um, resources. There's some really great ones here um, that um, people have been looking at Um, and everybody's been finding them really useful and they're brilliant and I use them all the time in practice so um, we were just saying what a fantastic job you do and all the things you do thank you that's great I mean we're a really small charity and our focus is on providing independent information to health professionals for you to use with your families rather than for families directly people do use them themselves Mm -hmm. but you know our job is to try and make sure that health visitors have independent information and we really started doing it because there was so little available that wasn't in some way um, impacted by some funding by someone else Um, and then on the other side of it we also do stuff around infant milks trying to make sure that independent information is always available yes. so that people can you know, look at that first. Um, we, we're not saying don't find out information from the companies. What we're saying is choose your information that you want. Very be, carefully. Be active in what you ask for. Don't be passively marketed at. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And and your infant milks guide is absolutely invaluable. I've used it so many times with families and just for myself to inform myself about people ask me a question or what about this milk or what about that milk? And my first instinct is to reach for that guide because we can't possibly know them all. No, exactly. Exactly. And we try really hard to keep it up to date. Obviously, you know, great um, you know, in individual babies and individual people are dealt with by clinicians and health visitors. Yeah. And it's your skill that then interprets that information for that family. So we are generalists. We're giving out the best general information. Yeah. And then you can then hopefully use that in the way that works best for the people you work with. Yeah, it's really helpful to have um, information that you know is completely unbiased and um, not influenced by food or formula companies. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's really important, I think. And the other bit of work we're really pushing on at the moment is around baby food. Uh-huh. And I think um, I think most people agree that that's been sort of let off. Sure. Um, even the industry itself let is a bit surprised, I think, that yeah. if people feel it's better regulated than it is. We have yeah. now finally got Public Health England to come up with some recommendations around how it should change. Yes. They're focusing very much on sugar, but actually there are lots and lots of other issues. Yeah. We really want families to understand that there's nothing special about packaged baby food. No. It's incredibly expensive. Yeah. Um, and to have a bit more confidence that they can feed their babies themselves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we actually, we did um, an, an episode on, you had two guides that have been produced quite recently about um, pureed pouches yeah, we've and got things like that. baby food, yeah. Yeah, and um, they were absolutely brilliant. We did an episode on them, so if anyone wants to go back and um, listen again to them um, and have a look at the guides, they're really, really brilliant. And there was a lot of really eye-opening stuff in there, even for me, and I consider myself to, like, read yeah. this stuff. But yeah. one of the things we always try things. and do is, um, and this is actually, I mean, Cheryl Adams from IH, 
HV once said this to me, you know, yeah. if you're going to give some information, think about what that means in terms of a practitioner, what they need to do. Yeah. So at the back of the baby food report, we then sort of do some comparisons with homemade. Um, and we also give some questions and answers that you might get given as a health visitor yeah. so that you can think about how you would use that information. Yeah. So we try to make it practical so it's not just saying this is all terrible. It's really practical, really great stuff. Um, so how have you been finding conference? Have you had lots of interest from people? Um, I think it's been interesting. Almost everybody knows about us already, which great. is great. Um, you know, we, we are Quite a very, very tiny charity, so we don't have much, you know, PR ability. Do you know, I think um, people forget that how yeah. you're really small. Because yeah, so we're currently 2.4 people, which is great. 2.4 people? Yes, um, we've only been 2.4 this year. Before that, we were 1.6 most oh of the time. Oh, my goodness. Um, and uh, we have an office now, so you know, which is great. Um, oh, my goodness. <laughs> I had no idea how tiny First Steps yes. was. Yeah, we are very small. Um, and we do lots of other things as well, of course, because we also do work on additives in food. At the moment, we're doing projects around sweeteners, um, oh colours in food. Um, I'm literally just yes. standing here completely gobsmacked by yeah. how small Well, for many, many years it was just me. So, how much um, you achieve and how important um, it is on such a tiny yeah. charity. Yes. It is quite funny because sometimes we get emails from people saying, you know, can we, can we talk to somebody in your ex-department? And you're thinking, oh, well, <laughs> that would be, be me. me. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, a lot of this work has been developmental over a period of time, sure. so we build on it. Um, and it is frustrating I mean, in that amazing. there's lots of things people say they'd like. We do try really hard to think how we can meet those needs we have got a little bit of limit on capacity um, and what we can do. I mean, it's incredible. Like, there's rarely something to do with food or milk that comes up in practice that I can't find at least a partial answer to with first steps. I don't think I've ever had a question that I couldn't answer on your website. And I that is amazing. I do get a lot of questions from health visitors. And I was thinking once about maybe we should do some kind of FAQ section on okay. the website. Um, and the questions are really varied. So that's um, hard to do an FAQ section. Uh, yeah. And often they're quite specific. I mean, it is tricky yeah. because obviously, I mean, yesterday I had one very, very specific question about a child. Well, obviously, you know, I am a qualified dietitian, but I can't ever talk about an no, individual without knowing their story and their history. Sure. Um, so that's going to be a bit frustrating. So you yeah, give general hard, advice. Yeah. Quite often it's just quite odd things about perhaps people having something from another culture that you're not sure whether it works or not, sure, or some yeah. new product they haven't heard of. Or, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But we might try and think of a way of, of using that information so everyone can benefit from it. Yeah, you know, rather than, no, absolutely. You know, um, but Maybe we're always happy to try and answer job, questions. It's a phenomenal job. Because it does help us as well to know what people need yeah. if people ask questions. So, yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the resource that we're, we're trying to do next, although yeah. it's been a bit delayed, is to, it's one we've been trying to do for years and years and years but never got funding. Um, is to do stuff around families who are living in more hardship conditions yeah. around introducing solids to their babies. Ah, so really, excellent. really simple things to do that, that involve cheap and easy, cost-effective, but nutritious things that aren't going to need lots of equipment and stuff. So yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. People living in one. temporary accommodation yeah. or whatever. Or and just these days, people who are perhaps in, you know, had to move income. from place to place, yeah. who don't have kitchen equipment. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's so many people now. I mean, you know, um, we do sit on the UK Food Poverty Alliance as a charity and we do lots of work around that. Um, yeah. A lot of work around supporting families on Healthy Start and lobbying around Healthy Start. And that's yeah. one of our big projects as well. Um, yeah. And we do feel that's an area that's a bit neglected in terms of practical. Sure, absolutely. And I went out and bought some, um, some cookbooks that sort of say that they're for people on low incomes. But actually, that's really complicated. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And actually, yeah. what we need is something that's really simple. And the ingredients might be cheap, yeah. but if you don't have access to a kitchen, yeah. that's no exactly. use to you. Yeah. So we've got to think about what can you do if you've really got nothing but a kettle or, you know, Amazing. Or that so, sounds fantastic. Yeah, I really so, look forward yeah. to reading that. Um, so, yeah, so there's, yeah, there's always things we can do. And the other, I'd say the other thing that people ask for the most yeah. is stuff on children with allergies. Yes. Um, 
we were just talking about that about the importance of having unbiased information yeah. things um, like cow's milk protein allergy because a lot of people like if they're on one of the specialist formulas get given these terrible cookbooks from right. the formula companies which the recipes are usually pretty awful oh. they encourage them to use the expensive formula in oh, cooking no. which you really don't need to do no of course but not. also they want to extend the use of that milk for as long as possible of course they because, do yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, highest quantities so, of the milk powder you know, and all um, of that we did a little review of all of them I'm pretty shocked actually I have to say by some of the things that they were suggesting because many of them also don't meet with our eating well guidelines oh. as if somehow because your child has Cow's milk protein allergy. That means they're sort of they can just eat anything. Yeah. Um, um, so, um, but that's oh. again another piece of work that it's a bit on the back burner because we don't have the funding to do it. But um, we we have a lot of things on the back burner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it sort of brings us quite neatly to the subject of food and formula companies because we were so happy to see that you were coming this year. Because those of you who listened to our podcast from last year will remember we were very happy and excited that the exhibition was completely food and formula free last year um, it was an excellent exhibition and I think the phrase we used was quality not quantity and there were some excellent stands really interesting stuff but nothing from food and formula companies and I know that that was your expectation as well and you came it was and sort of um, came I mean, last year we me. couldn't come because it clashed with something else but we sent some flyers so we always said we would definitely come along and support it because we were so thrilled that CPHVA had made this move yeah absolutely um, but it was very disappointing when I arrived yesterday to discover that Nestle Nutrition Institute, Danone Early Life Nutrition and HIP were all here Um, and I think there's been some confusion over the interpretation of having formula companies and what that means so (laughs) we've had some discussions already and we will continue to have some discussions with CPHVA Um, but I think many what has been heartening is that most delegates have actually also felt that it was inappropriate. Okay well that's good at least you've had that kind of that validation feedback from people. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I the stand is so busy, everyone's loving your research. I need people, I need people, for, people to take more because I can't carry it home. <laughs> oh, bless you. Yeah, you can have an aching back. Um, yes. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand where you're coming from there. And I think people sometimes, I think practitioners, it's really heartening to hear that practitioners have had that response. Um, because sometimes I know in practice, we sometimes see people thinking, oh, well, what's the harm? You know, it's only a post-it, it's only a, it's only a pen, it doesn't matter, or... I know that they're marketing to me so I'm not influenced by it and, and those types of things but we know obviously that's not the case. We do and you know we have you know things have really moved on and we have huge numbers of health visitors now working in UNICEF BFI accredited settings we've had a, a big push but we also can't get away from the fact that whenever we do any bits of research and we ask families about why they choose formula or a type of formula a lot of people still say my health visitor told me to choose this brand right and yeah. then so it's obviously still something that's happening and you know all sorts of reasons that might be the case yeah but I, you know there is still some work to do i think yeah to make no, sure that you know, there is. we absolutely want people to get information about infant formula and safe use yeah um but not about brands no 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 absolutely and um, it's it's that it's that subliminal thing isn't it that you're being marketed to without realizing and yeah. we're all vulnerable to that you know none of us yeah. are yeah. We're all human. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I remember going to a talk by a gastroenterologist who said at the beginning that he does work with the companies, but it has no impact on him at all. And during right. his talk, he mentioned a brand name oh. at least three or four times instead of using the generic name for that type of formula. I thought he doesn't realise it's in his head. No. And I think that's what happens. You don't actually know that that's happened yeah. and that you're thinking that that, uh, you know, that, that product name is something that you can use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if anybody's listening to this thinking, I'm totally immune from this and it doesn't apply to me, then really 
there's so much research on this that shows yeah. that you do. And but we it, are it all vulnerable. My, my hilarious story about this is that I was out shopping the other day and I needed, you know, and I was taken in by Dr. Beckman's washing machine cleaner. <laughs> I saw the packet on the shelf and somewhere in my head I remembered the advert where it made your washing machine happy. <laughs> I know that you don't need it. I know you can just stick some washing soda in your washing machine. Yeah. And yet something in me when, made me oh, buy that it would for be my good. washing machine. Yeah. What was I thinking? I want to make my washing but machine it, happy. You know, it really does impact on all of us. Yeah, you know. of course it does. Yeah. Of course it does. And that's why it's so important to have spaces like this which are about learning and CPD for health visitors to be um, food and formula free really. Um, because like you say there's nothing that they're bringing to the table that you can't cover you're already you're, you're covering that base yeah. you know and and also yeah, we're giving them you know allowing them to be part of our space gives them that uh, ability and legitimacy to talk amongst health professionals and they and also they they want to be here because they can also get all the contact details for health professionals and yeah. you know and of course at the moment we have a huge global problem with digital marketing yeah. you know and the digital marketing of formula is sort of taking over almost yeah you know it doesn't take long most people will tell you now the minute they announce a pregnancy or start talking about it, so true. You will start getting all alerts over and adverts all and, over, yeah, and all sorts of things. Browser, um, you know. Um, and I would say there's been a big shift at the moment, really towards getting the companies want health professional to come along. I get emails every day from people saying they've been invited to round tables or meetings, and uh, and they're saying things like, "Oh, don't worry, it'll be a third party, so no one will know that you've spoken to a formula company." And you know, but they they want that they want that influence yeah. ultimately because because you're so important in terms of how many families you see. And and I guess also then it gives them a legitimacy. It, it legitimises their position for the next conference, doesn't it? If they can say, well, um, it was really useful, we went along to this thing and it was really good and all, we were really well received and blah, 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 then that gives them yeah. an in the door for the next yeah. thing. And then when well. they want to go and talk to policymakers, yeah. um, they can talk about all the great outreach work they do with health professionals. Yeah, all the education, and education they do. They do. And, and so that's that, very yeah. useful. You know, and ultimately, you know, a lot of the companies are really interested in getting better regulation, which is going to you know, lead to more sales and more profit. So, you know, yeah, our businesses, and that's fine. That yeah. is what a business does, and we're yeah, not of suggesting course. you shouldn't be a business. No, no, no. We're just saying stick to your business. Yeah, and let us <laughs> stick to ours. <laughs> <laughs> what an excellent line to end on. Thank you so much for that. Um, it's a pleasure. That is brilliant. Um, and if anybody wanted to kind of read more about this, there's baby milk actioners out there as well, aren't they? Yes, they're, they're very good. Um, and look on their website, and there's lots of blogs and lots of things on there's there talking about this whole area. Yeah, uh, and the long history of it. And we have to remember this isn't anything new. No, I mean, we have had a, a global code for over 35 years because this is such an important thing to do. Yeah, and it's slightly depressing that it's taken. So such a long time yeah. for people to really realise that you have to yeah. you know, dissociate yourself yeah, 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 yeah. from you know, breast milk substitute companies. Okay, hopefully we're making a little bit of um, progress in that area now and I really hope that next year when we come back it will be again, we will be very happy to be saying that we're back compliant with the code again. Um, and it's so lovely to meet you. Thank yes, you so thanks, much Amy. for all your time. <laughs> Thank <pleasure>. you. <laughs> Um, so yeah, lots of really brilliant exhibitions um, this year, and um, also there was the Chat Health one as well. Yes. Now mm. I was really so I, I I need to find a different phrase I'm really interested in because I'm using that a heck of a lot. Yeah, but, really interested in lots of things at this year's conference. I know. I know. <laughs> it's it's almost interesting. Interesting. I was there. Um, <laughs> but the Chat, Chat Health was in, was um, good to see because I remember last year seeing the. Doncaster School Nursing Team uh -huh. do a presentation about their use of this. Yes, yeah, um, I remember. And just how it um, 
how they they use this app. It's like a messaging app, isn't it? They explain it better in the audio. But it's a messaging app. And I remember the Doncaster school nurses talking about how it en- enabled them to then save and transplant yeah, exactly. into the notes. Mm. So that they've then got the records. There's no duplication or anything. Yeah. And it's obviously that thing, is, it's in addition to... Um, I think that's the, it. It's um, the addition thing. Contact, yeah. Um, you hear that in my audio, I think, my conversation with them. So I was chatting to them about chat health and what it is and what it's used for and um, obviously the positives of it. And obviously they're giving a very positive view of it, which they will do. Um, yeah. And I do definitely see that there's um, going to be lots of positives to doing it. I can see that it would be a really useful tool in a lot of ways. Um, my reservation with it, and I think you hear that from the interview, is that my worry would be that um, service managers might perhaps see it service managers might perhaps see it as a way to reduce the number of um, full-time health visitors so they feel they actually don't need as many members of staff because they can cover inquiries using this, like perhaps use it as a substitute for clinics or something like that. And that would yeah. be my worry. Um, that it, and they're very, actually very clear about that isn't what it is. Yeah. I think my worry as well was around accessibility. Yes, yes. Um, and I mean, especially in my current case, we have a really high volume of families who, for whom English is a second language, for whom even using a telephone is tricky, let alone uh-huh. the sort of text and things. Um, yeah, I think it's only ever going to be for some of your caseload and it's not necessarily going to be for your most vulnerable families it will probably be used by the families that are less vulnerable but in some ways that might be a good thing so it might be a good way of working efficiently within that framework yeah and I think there are definitely families I can think of who respond better to text message than to phone call yeah and so something like that would be really useful to then be able to almost um enrich the contact that I have with them because you are limited when you're texting because you're trying to write up a text message into notes and things yeah sure so yeah yeah, that was really interesting to talk to her hi it's Amy here and I am with Caroline (laughs) who I hadn't even checked your name properly before I introduced you hello nice to meet you um and we're here talking about chat health you're one of the exhibitors at the um conference this year so um for people who've never heard of chat health what is it how does it work chat health is a safe and secure messaging service so it's used across the country in lots of different teams school nursing health visiting Mm -hmm. lots of targeted specialist services Mm -hmm. as well um, so yeah, as I said, it's a safe and secure messaging service. It enables service users to access support and advice from a health professional in a really quick and easy way from their mobile phones. It comes through to a professional on sort of their computer, okay. web-based application. Yeah. Um, lots of inquiries we get from parents, uh, from general health inquiries, just wanting a bit of reassurance. Yeah. Or signposting to services appropriately. Okay. You know, when they should see a GP, when they maybe shouldn't, etc. Sure. And then young people as well. Um, they like like it because they talk about hiding behind the screen and asking these embarrassing questions okay yeah, and yeah we've yeah. actually had feedback from young parents as well saying that it feels so comfortable with them for them to be messaging yeah and actually they maybe think that they should know the answers to questions about their babies but they might not necessarily so okay so it's those it's kind nice. of niggly little yeah, questions that you perhaps yeah. wouldn't 
want to pick up the phone and call somebody but yeah. it's nice to have that service to be able yeah to or you want a bit of reassurance about what you should do or you know shouldn't be doing yeah. so yeah okay I mean I've worked in services that have had like text service before yeah. and um, found them really useful um, and I just reading your post presentation it looks like it had really really good feedback from yeah um, absolutely yeah from parents yeah as well. definitely I think they find it good because it's quick and easy a lot mm-hmm. of parents work full-time now yeah find it hard to you know maybe make appointments or, yeah. or go to clinics and they maybe not maybe don't need to sometimes as well yeah yeah um but yeah the feedback's been really good and they recommend it to each other and the friends yeah, and things sure. like that we probably get repeat you know people using it and things sure um but it's appropriate use of a service and it's also a way to reach kind of the wider um kind of service users that can't access services as easy maybe or you know doesn't feel as comfortable face to face or etc so is is it like anonymous or that's just occurring to me now or does it like go on their record the health record so with um young people a lot of young people like to use the service because it's anonymous we always have the mobile with the school health ones perhaps yeah so that's a that's a draw for young people but generally parents are kind of quite straightforward with what they want who they are so then it will go into their health record okay um but yeah so So it's almost their choice really to disclose um, their child's details if they want to yeah okay yeah um and i was reading on your poster presentation and i've that you know it's a kind of changing world isn't it and I imagine there's perhaps been a little bit of resistance from some parents feeling a bit nervous about such a different way of working yeah and I think some people feel like oh it's going to replace us and it's going to be you know Mm -hmm. better they'd say it's better but it's not it's not a replacement of face-to-face care at all of course not it is about offering service users choice yeah and yeah I think it's different because it's a change in how working yeah. person how we're used to working yeah um, and also it's a technology system yeah but um i was talking to some people earlier that have implemented chat health and you know when we did their training they were very nervous and kind of they loved the concept loved the idea but nervous about actually doing the it bit a bit yeah. working in that way sure and now they're absolutely running with it and Fine finding it. fantastic yeah. so it's just about growing their confidence really yeah okay i mean it's in, it's an interesting idea definitely and it perhaps as as good as a compliment i suppose the fear is that people would be worried that it would be brought in as like a like almost to kind of mean that they don't have to have so many face-to-face contacts oh, yeah. but no, you're yeah. saying it's totally no. not that no, it's over and above not. and it's I'm an additional service well. I'm a nurse by background and you know I practice still and actually um it's you can still deliver personable care yeah via this means of of communication yeah but there's nothing better than having somebody in front of you and having that face-to-face contact yeah but it's whether they'll do that whether yeah. service user will do that or want that mm-hmm. and actually it's about choice into how yeah. they access a service yeah so the argument is i suppose that if they weren't texting would they be yeah. seeing you at all or then, is, are you reaching people that perhaps wouldn't yeah. be messaging you and then how all? are they getting health advice how are they where are they finding that health advice yeah, there's obviously okay. a lot out there that they can tap into but mm-hmm. is it nhs assured is it you know from a health professional which is with chat health they know they're getting nice evidence-based yeah information yeah. and that's a that's a reassurance from them yeah yeah okay that's really interesting thank you i'm okay. sure there'll be loads of people that are either using the service or um, managers are considering bringing it in or yeah. whatever so it might be interesting for people to hear about yeah, it definitely. Um, and have you found exhibiting yeah brilliant yeah interest? i got spoke to loads of different teams and obviously there's some teams that are using chat health already sure yeah um, we've also got the websites as well so for health visiting there's a website called health under fives okay so um 
people can look at that as a resource as well and signpost service users to that um, and that's a really nice resource for parents and carers as well. Oh, that's for parents and carers? Oh, yeah, okay. so we've got Health Under Fives, Health for Kids and Health for Teens. Okay. So we do a 0 to 19 okay. kind of offer. So where's that, advi- where's that from? Like, where's the... So from Leicestershire Partnership Trust, so it's bit, oh, again, okay. it's from our organisation. Um, all of the information on there is written by clinicians and kind of cli- clinically governed, etc. Oh, okay, um, but it's just a, a, again providing a resource for people to know that the information on there another place to is look. actually the right NHS information. Sure. Yeah. Oh, so. nice. Okay. Well, great. Well, nice to meet you. And thanks yes, so much you. for speaking to me. No problem. That's <laughs> Hope fine. the rest of the conference goes well. And Thank you, have you a good very much. Two days. Hello, so my name's Amy and I'm here with Ethel Rodriguez from Unite and you're here to tell us about some new CPD that's for health visitors, is that right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So um, what, have we, what have we got? Yeah, you've got um, F, uh, Coming Soon, which is uh, unitinhealth.com mm-hmm. and that is for our online, the home for online courses and resources. In this uh, platform, we hope to launch it in November, and then it'll be live. Fantastic! And that makes you know it very um, useful for our membership. Uh-huh. Uh huh. In times of um, difficulties in getting time off to learn and have face to face, sure, yeah. This is to make it very simple for them. Okay. So this platform will cover all manner of learning and development. Okay. As well as upskilling. Okay. Professional and industrial training with extensive resources. Fantastic. Things like uh, one store for everything. So you go there, you could join in there, you could have interactive hub, uh-huh. you know, where you talk to people, okay, you video great. conferencing, okay. you know, making sure, and they're having an app. That's what we aim the platform to be. Okay. And we hope to achieve all these extras by next year. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, so the introduction comes out in November when it goes live. And okay. we want engagement. It updates members on what is happening, the events, the purpose, sure. and all the videos that we have with our you know, YouTube channel. Okay. So we wanted to make it really, really resourceful. That sounds so, great. Yeah. Uh, members can get, you know, their you know, rep handbook, uh-huh. telling them their rights, uh-huh. template letters, uh-huh. you know, if they want to write to their managers sure. or issues, you know, whatever. And then also they will be able to have courses and learning bespoke to their learning needs. Okay. And what we are here in the conference today is to showcase that it's coming and want active engagement. Right. And that's why okay. we want all the members that are here, yeah. if they give us their email addresses they become our link okay. so they can discuss it with their team and feedback what the team thinks okay, and that, that way we work together I so see, we are not prescribing we are sure. engaging okay so you're yes. trying to sort of get yeah. feedback from from, from, from health mem- visitors, yeah, and health members visitors and members who you know what they need what they need okay. and make it you know fit for purpose okay that sounds brilliant yes. Oh, it sounds like a really great resource. So this yes. is funded by Unite, is it? Yes, so it's, it's funded by Unite Education. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Unite yeah. Education. Education. Okay, brilliant. So, and they're giving the health sector this opportunity. Okay. And CPHVA falls under health sector. Okay, Yes, yeah, so they, everybody will be able to get it. And we will use it to promote some of the online learning for CPHVA members. Okay, yes. excellent. It sounds really useful. And I yeah. guess because it's funded by Unite, so you yes. obviously know it's independent. Yes. It's not yes. going to have advertising no, and things like that, which is... 
quite often the problem with we might, we, we might work with you know partners oh okay you know, so like so health education england or those that are relevant oh yeah you sure. know that we use their resources okay you know, so we might you know okay. have that because in the website they might be able to have their logos you know yeah. to acknowledge oh, yeah, 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 that yeah, yeah, partnership yeah. working or they have their get you know from yeah, us yeah, so, yeah. so we like to acknowledge every role anybody played on it sure yeah, yeah. So, but it will be very under ethical guidance whatever okay. we do with it yeah yes. that sounds brilliant yes. oh, it sounds really good okay yes, so yes. i'll definitely be looking into that and um, mm. for health visitors that are listening you can go to uniteinhealth.com um, and find out a little bit more about this. It's going to be launched in November. No, November is going to be live. Fabulous. Yes. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, Emmy. <laughs> so, yeah, I managed as well to chat to um, the lady from the NSPCC. So that was, that was really fantastic. helpful. Yeah. And what were, they, what were they doing there? They've just launched a new tool, which is really, really interesting, um, about parents interacting with their child. Um, and oh, it's a tool cool. to use with families. And I found it really practical. Went to their um, their concurrent session, and I thought it was just a fantastic tool. I could really see myself using it. Wonderful. So um, I managed to grab her to have a chat with. Um, so people listen out. There'll be a, a whole episode on that um, for people to tune into. Um, so that's really good. Brilliant. Look forward to uh, hearing more about that very yeah. soon. But I mean, there were so many sessions and this is always the way. There's yeah. so much that I want to see and so well, much, think, you know. I think was... we almost did military planning last oh, year between us, didn't we? Just so we could we get did. the range of coverage yeah. there. Yeah. And I think next time we need to have both of us there so that we can mm -hmm. um, try and cover more. But honestly, I was properly torn of what to go to. So there were so <laughs> many. Um, There's some really good sessions on modern slave sex work there's a really interesting and kind of um innovative almost presentation on uh, period poverty which was really interesting yes. yeah um, loads of really brilliant stuff and content brilliant. on the main stage and in the master classes infant mental health um lots of stuff about um how to different forms of cpd um you know how to get into the community practitioner how to do some um research and, and get yourself um published wonderful um, loads of really brilliant things on that as well so lots of lots of great tools for people to take back to practice i think It's Amy here and I'm here with two new lovely friends who are health visitors from Kent, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Oh, lovely. So um, is this your first time coming to conference? It's my first time. I've never been. I've been qualified six years and I haven't been before. Oh, fantastic. So it's um, like, uh, new, what's new. made you do it this time? Um, the opportunity came up and it was always something, something that I kind of thought, oh yeah, I'd like to go, but I'm too busy. Yes, yeah, sure. But actually I thought this year I'd like to make the effort and come along. Oh, fantastic. Well, we're glad you did. <laughs> um, that's good. And um, what have you thought of it so far? It's been really interesting. Really, I'm, I've taken loads of notes. Um, <laughs> and I think it's good about seeing these things and then taking them back to our own teams. Uh -huh. um, and just, you know, I'm really looking forward to actually just going back and, and sharing it all with, the, with them as well. That's good. Yeah. Any particular highlights that you think will be useful for people? Um, I think the lady talking about the adoption um, process yeah, was really interesting. 
and the um, and about period poverty. Yes. Um, we do have some services in our area that that um, you know give out free sanitary wear, but I think it's still there's still a big big call out for it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um, really relevant as well for um, lots of the school nursing colleagues, I think, Absolutely. who are here as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, thanks so much. So um, there were loads of really great plenary sessions in the main room as well, and stuff, the particular highlight um, for me uh, was hearing about what's new in the fifth edition of Health for All Children. So oh, there was obviously... Yes. Professor Alan L. Edmund was there. Yeah. Um, he's from Bristol Medical School and he was talking about um, the Health for All Children book, which is obviously a really key um, book in health visiting. And people obviously mm-hmm. use it a lot to for evidence behind their yeah. practice. Um, so it was really interesting. Yeah, exactly. It really is. It's interesting hearing about um, what's new in that and, and what's happening um, at the moment with regard to that. So, Oh, cool. So what's new in there? Yeah, so um, one thing that I was quite surprised by, actually, but a little bit disappointed in a way, is that they said that they'd reviewed evidence for inserting extra visits into the mandated contacts um, and they couldn't find sufficient evidence um, that that would be beneficial, um, which I thought was a real shame because I I would have expected that there would have been more literature out there, really, uh, on that, especially given other models in other countries. Well, it also makes you wonder if it, yeah, if the evidence doesn't exist, is that because the the research with the the question you would expect it hasn't been done? I think yeah. that's what he was saying. He was saying basically that there's a very very sound argument for home visiting. There's a very sound argument for the relational approach to health visiting, and that yeah. both of those things have prominent place in the book. In fact, there's a whole section. Um, the section's written by um, Sarah Cowley, which I know will we, we'll yes. be heavily emphasising those things. Um, yeah. And I know that um, Cheryl Adams as well. Yes. Has had some involvement. So they wrote a chapter on primary prevention and health promotion um, in yeah. the book, which emphasises the importance of home visiting, um, infant mental health um, research and, and things like that. And I think that will be a really important um, topic. And I'd, I'd like to yeah. read that chapter. I'm looking forward to that. Um, and then just things that we already know, you know, like we know the importance of the early years um, and the evidence base behind that. And that's you know, reiterated in the book. Um, we know yeah. that there's inequality in speech development um, in children from deprived families. It's that inequality gradient, again, in health that we know all about. Um, I guess it's where do we go from here, really, in terms yeah. of harnessing that research. And, and I was a bit disappointed that there hasn't been a study that specifically shows, you know, increase in mandated contacts will improve yeah. those outcomes. And I suppose that's what's that's what he was saying is that the evidence just isn't there for that. Um, no. That's a shame. Yeah, he did make an interesting argument, though, because that was kind of challenged by people at the conference. And yeah. he made the argument that actually he felt that it wasn't that we need more mandated contacts, it's that we need a smoother and more effective service when problems are identified. Yeah. Um, which, yeah. I mean, I would perhaps argue we need both, but yeah. I, I do see his point well, there that actually if universal service was able to identify things and then actually if we had something really effective um, to refer into, 
well, again, I mean, coming back to the whole we should all move to Scotland thing that we yeah. had last year at conference. Exactly, yeah. They've, they've had a big increase in their breastfeeding rates. Right, okay. The thing of actually, it, it, with the increased um, increased visiting that they do, the elevation of their status, they yeah. are really seen as a much, oh yes, much higher, it seems to have much higher respect for yeah. them. The powers that be yeah. than we do in the in England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think there's definitely disparity, and there was um, an interesting model um, from Ireland as well that was being discussed. And there was a session um, on the early intervention transformation program, which is in Northern Ireland, um, that was actually on as a lunchtime workshop at the conference, and that was very interesting. Talking about um, how they've had a really brilliant, very comprehensive, holistic. Um, intervention and right. trying to really link up education and health in a very meaningful yeah. way and work together and that sounded like it was really really fascinating um I really enjoyed hearing about that and I think it's a good example again of how things can really go well if you have if you're able to put funding into them um, and yeah. that's what we need in England now there's definitely motivation for it you know and I think that came through really clearly from conference as well the fact that actually there are a lot of practitioners on the ground who really understand and know the importance of this and that yeah. the union are there to support us and yes. are doing it in a very real way all over the country so actually yes. if there's people sitting there thinking well that's all very well and and but actually I'm being cut and my service is being cut to smithereens and there's not enough left and I'm really not happy with this change or that change um it really is the thing to do is to get involved with your union and talk to yeah. the union and find a union rep if you haven't got one then make one find one get one be one um and and this is how we need to make change really yeah definitely shout loud enough and hopefully people will start listening yeah So um, it, it wasn't all uh, happiness and joy at conference, was it? I mean, I, I heard you got caught with a couple of real ruffians. Oh, that's it. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, there's some dodgy characters out there. Um, <laughs> and it was really good to chat to, in unrelated news, to Angela and Sue um, <laughs> about their experiences. Um, and it was really interesting to Listen, hear their perspective. You're just, you're just lucky you had baby Ada there and <laughs> led astray by A them. buffer, a buffer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And what I didn't realise is that Angela's now one of the trustees of the um, Development Trust. Yes, yeah. And I think there's some really interesting opportunities actually with them on a serious note in terms of CPD and um, learning. Um, and, and also just involved in, it was really interesting chatting to them about the branches and, and how to get funding to attend conferences. Yes as well yeah. and I think that's something to definitely think about if you're somebody who's listening to this who's never been involved with the branch um or who maybe would have liked to attend conference and couldn't so it's Amy here and I'm here with two lovely health visitors can you introduce yourself to folks 
Uh, hi, um, I'm Angela Lewis. I'm actually a retired health visitor now. Uh, but very happy to be back here in Harrogate at my umpteenth conference. <laughs> and I'm Sue Davis. I'm also a health visitor currently working as a clinical governance manager. And once again, it's my umpteenth conference. So I've got some um, conference aficionados who like been to lots and know all about it. So what are you thinking about? How are you feeling about this year's conference? How's it going? Well, it's lovely it. to be back in Harrogate. Yeah, we're really enjoying it. Um, forgot how much walking about there is it when conferences in Harrogate because it's obviously the, com- the conference centre is a very big venue. It is massive. massive. Um, and obviously, for me, the highlight of conference is always the networking yeah, and absolutely. talking to colleagues who work in different parts of the UK, yeah, yeah. Um, looking at the posters, yeah. and then listening to some of the fab innovative practice that's happening, yeah. as well as obviously the interesting plenary sessions that, yeah, are, that are yeah. going on. Um, and I'm here this year as the first time as a trustee for the CPHV Education and Development Trust. Oh, okay. Who um, award um, bursaries and awards for study. Um, and this year, the, uh, some anniversary awards. Um, and this is all the result of a bequest by Dr. Ian McQueen, who is the Director of Public Health up in Aberdeen. Um, and when he passed away, he left a substantial amount of money to be used for Brilliant. community practitioner um, continuing professional development. Oh, wonderful. So there's a pot of money there. That's something we don't hear very often Absolutely. at the moment. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. And let's say this year, we're, uh, it's 20 years of the awards and we've made four awards and they're very practice-based oh, and it's brilliant. all about um, best practice and obviously we try and maximise the sharing potential of that as well to encourage yeah. other colleagues. Uh, we've got a stand here at the conference um, and tomorrow we have our annual general meeting to which all delegates at conference are very welcome. Oh, fabulous. So is that something that people can um, look up somewhere? How could people find out a bit more about it? Uh, if they're interested in sort of funding and looking into CBD, CPD for themselves? Well, we um, there's an, uh, a piece in the journal this month uh-huh. about next year's um, awards, uh, whether they be uh, for travel bursaries or for awards to assist with research or academic study. Uh, we yeah. also have a Facebook page and a Twitter feed. Oh, fabulous. Um, and that, if you go on there and have a look, uh, the links are all there to our WordPress site uh-huh. where all the documents are available. Um, and uh, yeah, we we also have a dedicated um, uh, um, Microsoft Outlook address, and people can obviously use that as well. Fabulous! Yeah, I think that's great. So we'll put all those links in the um, blurb for anyone who's listening and thinking they want to find out a little bit more about it. That sounds really good. Thank you. Um, and Sue, how are you finding conference then? How are you um, enjoying it? Yeah, I think to echo Angela, um, I'm a bit of a silver lining girl, so I don't mind the fact that conference is spread out and we have to do a lot of walking. As um, I keep saying, it gets the steps in. I think um, there's a <laughs> yeah. bit of a public health thread <laughs> running through running through conference. It's encouraging people to do a little bit more walking than yeah. they would normally do um, during the day. So that's only a good thing for me. And there's plenty of water stations about as well so that's, so that's yeah. a good thing um, I think um, what fascinating really is that I've been coming to conferences 1996 uh-huh. and every year I think will there be anything new this year and um, I've already heard a couple of things today 
that um, are new and innovative, which goes to prove that the pra- yeah. you know the practice of health visiting it sort of follows the needs of, of our practice populations really. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. You know, fulfilling um, you know a, a need for children, babies, and families. Um, and it never ceases to amaze me that you know that there is something new every year yeah. to listen to. Um, and actually, that's a real credit to health visiting as a profession, isn't it? That it's not kind of stuck in its ways. It's actually changing and evolving yeah. with the needs yeah. of the families that we're coming across. And yeah. it shows how closely attuned we all are to those needs yeah. in order to be changing the provision that we're giving. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So that's a real credit. Absolutely, and and as alongside that, there are obviously the sessions that you know we have to remember as 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 many of us that there are that are very long in the tooth. Yeah, um, there has to be some sessions which um, appeal to those newly qualified sure. um, health visitors coming through. Yeah, um, yeah. you know the sort of um, bread and butter practice yeah. um, type of sessions, um, which are also evolving um, yes, in, in yeah. the way that they're delivered or the content, but are as equally as important to be on the agenda. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's a really good mix, actually, of new stuff and also, like you say, stuff that um, you've come across before, but it's maybe a different angle on it or something yeah. you've not quite seen. Um, okay, that's great. And any changes in conference from all the times you've been coming? So you were just talking about it's maybe not quite as well attended as it has been in the past, which, as we were saying, is a shame, really, in terms of... Um, people perhaps not feeling able to I think it's maybe a bit of a sign of the times at the minute um, with managers and stuff um, but we were saying that there's loads and loads of funding out there for people that actually you can access to come to conference won't we um, and I'm not sure whether people are aware of that or how to access it but if there's anybody listening um, who is really interested in coming next year and I would really recommend it um, there's lots of ways of getting involved with your union branch is that right? That's um, right um, I mean uh, across the regions there are um, health sector branches mm-hmm. um, and that is actually where the money sits Okay. and part of their remit is obviously to support members yeah. um, to attend for continuing professional development for example Sure. Um, and most but I work, I'm in the South West um, and my branch, we simply ask that anybody that would like funding mm. um, attend two meetings a year which isn't a great deal. No, that seems reasonable. Um, and also that they ensure that they do feedback to their colleagues. Yeah. Um, okay. And that's all we ask for. Um, and that money is there. Um, and then, of course, um, we would hope and we would support members to um, get study leave to attend from yeah. their organisations. Yeah. Um, I think one of the keys is to make sure you do this very early. Yes. Yeah, you know, sure. don't be dropping. A big bomb on the organisation and saying, "Well, ten of us are going next week." Yeah, no, no, um, no, no You know, sure. do it early. Um, get support from your local branch or from the regional officer yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, certainly, next next year in the southwest, we're going to have a concerted effort to make sure that yeah. we, that we do that yeah. to enable as many people as possible to Come. attend yeah. and make sure as well that every area is supported yeah I think that's a really good point and really important because even if um, you know you were able to get representatives from you know one person from each team or something like that you know um, and then people can go back and cascade that learning down um, to other people so that's really good we'll put all the information on how to access those um, 
the branches in the um, podcast notes as well. It's going to be a long podcast notes, isn't it? I, think. I, I also perhaps ought to add that it isn't just a fu- uh, help with a funded place in terms of the ticket, yeah. but a lot of branches will also support travel, oh, wow. accommodation. Goodness me. So, I have no idea. That's yeah. really good. Yeah. So, okay, um, excellent. Oh, that's great. So hopefully if there's anybody who's listening who's thinking, oh, I wish I was able to go this year, but I asked my manager and they wouldn't fund it, then that's your answer. That's how you do it. Um, so get in touch with your branch um, now and start attending the meetings and thinking about what you you know, would like to do ready for next year and get the planning in the, in the pipeline. Indeed, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been really good. We're only halfway through day one, so there's still loads left to see. Anything you're looking forward to in particular? Highlights? Well, uh, we have to say the P word. The P word? <laughs> the party. Oh, the party, yeah. <laughs> Always a highlight, obviously. Well, I think it's really important, actually, yeah. because it, you literally can let your hair down. Yeah. And goodness me, the job is hard. It's and, so true. you know, this, the conference also should serve as a little bit of time out for Absolutely. people. Absolutely, yeah. So, so right. Yeah, but yeah, the. There are a number of, obviously, sessions that are going to be going on later today and tomorrow. Uh, very varied programmes. So I'm looking forward to the content as well. But Yeah, the party look- will be good. And I know Sue is. <laughs> I'm always looking party. forward to the party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks so much. And I think that's one of the big things um, about conference that lots of people said to me is the opportunity to network yeah. and the opportunity to talk to people who understand and you already know you don't have to explain it, it all over again yeah, and it's that thing as well where yeah the range of experience you get everything from newly qualified health visitors or even i mean like i was when i first went a student health visitor right down to you know sort of the guys who've been working in the field for such a long time that they've really got that wealth of experience and it's like you know and even then that like they both say they still finding new things that that they're discovering yeah I think um, what they said about innovation is really interesting that there's always something new and and interesting and you were saying that you think perhaps um, out in practice that it would be really important for managers and team leaders to attend conferences yeah I I think it was it was really uh, listening to them and listening to some of the other delegates about the innovative practice they were hearing Mm. and just reflecting on what can be a barrier sometimes and I know sometimes I've come back from conference and it is always that feeling of thinking well how do I how do I convey this to my to my team leaders to my managers Mm. how do I explain what these other areas are doing and how I feel this could be useful for us Mm. and I think we and I think we're both agreeing that you know and we understand our managers and team leaders are in such a tricky position Mm. and I think they do end up caught up in a much more local field because they're having to deal with commissioners they're having to get immediate problems within the area and I think they actually probably really miss out on having that wider national view. Yeah. And that actually maybe we should be encouraging our, our team leaders and our managers to make sure that they go to conference. Yeah, yeah. Suggesting and also it, yeah. I think it's a good way of them then seeing as well about how effective it can be presenting at conference and how that could be something really to aspire to, to encourage colleagues to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
and just to sort of get that feedback and things and that kind of chance to actually network yeah I think it's hard for all of us at the moment isn't it when you're when you're at work every day and you're you're in the middle of it it's very hard not to get caught up in the KPIs and the commissioning and and that applies to everyone managers included probably even more so you know in a lot of ways so actually it's really valuable for everyone and yeah I was saying that this is the time when I've feel I most need to do that this stuff you know getting out of my day-to-day work and doing things like conferences when I'm at my most stretched that's when I need to do it the most and I think it's really valuable just from a morale perspective hi it's Amy here and I'm here with two members of the lovely CPHVA exec um so would you mind introducing yourself Hi, my name is Janet Taylor and I'm currently the CPHVA Executive Chair from Northern Ireland. And my name's Tracy Young and I'm a member of the Exec. I'm from um, the southeast region, um, currently based in Brighton. Fabulous, thank you very much. And how's the conference going? How's, are you enjoying it? Yeah, I'm really loving every minute. Um, we had a fabulous AGM where all of our members came together and we debated Uh, various motions and I thought the uh, input from our members was absolutely fantastic and we really had a lively debate with lots of opinions and we came to an agreement and that then forms the work plan for the CPHV executive. So that's the AGM that's normally held the night before conference isn't it? Usually the day before conference we try and plan it um, so that it fits in around conference yeah so that happened on Tuesday afternoon. Okay and is that something that people can come to or is that just for the exec members? No, 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 no. That is open to all of our members and this year it has grown. We reintroduced it three years ago and it has grown year on year. This is the third year and we've wow. we had around 80 plus people. I have heard actually that it was amazing. A few yeah. people have said to me, I'm definitely going to try and get along to it next year myself. Oh, absolutely. Because especially if you are coming down the day before anyway, you know, it's Come just along. nice. Come yeah. along. Yeah. And, and in addition, um, we do fund members to come to the AGM. So each region will have 10 places um, Fully which funded. travel and one night's accommodation so that helps with your attendance at conference. Fantastic. Do you know I've actually spoken to a few people actually already on the podcast about um, funding and how to yeah. get funding for, to attend the conference so yeah. I think that's something hopefully people yeah. will be aware of and um, yeah. Con- contact your regional officer or contact your, your local CPHVA yeah. representative in your area Great. and they'll give you the information. So why should people come? Why should we come to conference. Well, I mean, I know why I come. I think okay. it's well, it's, why for come? me, it's um, first of all, it's a national platform that addresses professional issues right across the public health agenda. Yeah. Health visitors, school nurses, nursery nurses, public health staff nurses. Yeah. Public health is a huge area in which we work in, and yeah. it's an opportunity to come together and everyone share their views across the four countries yeah, it's invaluable yeah, yeah it is it's really the only yeah. opportunity we have yeah, yeah. we uh, learn like from say, each other we countries. learn from each other because politically and professionally the landscape changes and it's quite yeah. different in each country yeah so we want to get the best and take that back yeah and reinvigorate make new friendships share ideas and take the best back yeah. with you amazing yeah. i think this morning's a really good example so this morning we had 
um, a session about um, human trafficking, yeah. a session about sex workers, yeah. and also a really good update on Hall 5. Yes. You know, so yeah, real, yeah, yeah. Plus, it's also given us um, an opportunity to link with our colleagues in Lincolnshire. I don't know if people know about the current industrial action that a group of healthists are taking in yes. Lincolnshire. Yeah. And that's been really interesting, yeah. looking at potentially what the future for healthisting is. Yeah, and, that's been know, a real highlight, yeah, hasn't it, actually it has. having them here. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've, again, managed to grab them from the podcast, yeah. so hopefully Absolutely. people will be yeah. able to tune in and hear yeah. a m- bit yeah. more about that. Um, yeah. But it's great, isn't it, for the networking, oh, it's great. There's so huge. many sessions. Yeah. I always find I'm really torn what to attend because there's concurrent yeah. sessions. Yeah. I want to go to all of them. Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. absolutely. No, yeah. and the networking is so important. Yeah. You know, not just with, you know, you can get so much from the speakers because they're usually around afterwards. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. You can talk to them and, you know, but also just colleagues from yeah, different parts absolutely. of the country. Sharing. You know, and of course, your professional officers are here yeah. as well, yeah. international officers here yeah, attending this them, conference yeah. as well. So it's an opportunity to ring directly with Unite. We are the professional arm of the organisation, but, you know, Unite is a union and we, ha- we cannot separate professional, I'm afraid, from industrial. Yeah. as the Lincolnshire health visitors have demonstrated, you know, demonstrated, you know they're being undervalued. Yeah, their service has been not has been cheapened. And yeah, it's not yeah. been accepted. Yeah. and the and and we need that action behind them to support them. So actually, I mean, I think people across the country are feeling quite demoralised mm. at the moment yeah. and generally in a bad place in their own workplace. Yeah. And I think um, there's a tendency I know from myself. When I feel like that, I have a tendency to not go to things like this, yeah. not yeah. attend and not yeah. go to events and not yeah. not really engage with the um, the wider professional issues. And actually, I find that that's when I most need to go like, yeah. emotionally yeah. for yeah. myself. I was going to say that it has never been myself. more needed. I believe we have never it has never been more important to come together yeah. and be one solidarity yeah. of health professionals to say this isn't good enough we do value our profession we do honour our profession and we will not because at the end of the day our greatest input is to protect the public to look after our clients to improve health there's no question that early intervention you know we we know that we're at the cornerstone of that we need to make sure other people all understand that and value our service and actually we need to feel um emotionally able ourselves to do that and, yeah. and coming to something again. like this yeah. does invigorate yeah. you in that way and totally. it does give you that um, you your solidarity like you say yeah. and your that back. emotional yeah. support yeah. from others and yeah. so many of the speakers who are not necessarily public health nurses yeah. no. you know are saying look your role is really important yeah. you know this is yeah. you know yeah. it's like the whole presentation this yeah. absolutely. you know it is this is what is needed. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all stuff we know. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and absolutely. I guess also if you're feeling demoralised and not um, kind of happy in your work at the moment, now's the time to engage with the unions. So. It could <laughs> be a better time. <laughs> Literally. Come along next year, yeah. guys. Yeah. Help us to, because basically yeah. they are in this position because they didn't engage yeah, no, we've with talked their about that. It's so, so heartbreaking, um, isn't it? You know, preventative when, is what's absolutely, needed. Absolutely, you know, and um, yeah. what they're doing is amazing, but, you know... Yeah, it it's, in, it's so sad that it had it's to happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And, okay. You know, they are amazing. Yeah. Look, thank you both yeah. so much no for your problem. time. Yeah.
I hope um, that's given you a real taster of what happened at CPHVA Conference 2019. Um, thank you so much, Amy, for all your hard work there. Oh, it was and, a yeah. pleasure. I absolutely loved it. It was great. <laughs> And in the blurb, there's going to be lots of links to um, lots of the things we've talked about and some of our previous episodes that tie in with um, things we've discussed today. Um, and if you want to get in touch with us, you can do so via Twitter or mm -hmm. Instagram, where we're at IamAHV. Yeah. We have our Facebook page, I'm a Health Visitor. And we also have a, a good old email account, I am a Health Visitor, long form, all one word, at gmail.com. And uh, we look forward to hearing from you and yeah. to uh, be in your ear holes again very soon. <laughs> <laughs> Take care for now. Bye. bye, -bye. Thanks for listening. Bye.